Oh man, we are on to our 10th episode now of the Marketing to Win podcast. Glad you're with it. You know, you are one of hundreds of people listening to, well, you're like a hundred people have listened to this. So you're one in a hundred. Isn't that amazing? So in this episode, I talk with Tanner Charlesworth. He's an awesome guy that does some work, marketing work at Rustica. And they had a Stellar Black Friday campaign that's really fun to kind of get the context of how they got there, what made it successful, and um, how you can, you know, replicate something similar. So lots of lessons to learn. Hope you enjoy. Let's just get started. So everybody, welcome out to the Marketing to Win podcast. Today, I've got Tanner Charlesworth. Um, and I am really excited to, to have the conversation today because you've already talked a little bit about, uh, I think the story we'll walk through publicly, which was um, your Black Friday and Cyber Week kind of campaign. So um, let's start it off like we usually do, which is give, your, give like a super quick intro and set the stage for like, you know, who you work for, what you sell, um, explain the business model a little bit so there's that context, and then we'll, we'll kind of dive into the story. And I'm sure I'll have lots of questions as we go along. Yeah, great. No, sounds good. So yeah, as, as you said, my name is Tanner Charlesworth. I am the marketing director at Rustica. Uh, and at Rustica, we build custom doors. Um, they're made to order and they're built right in our factory in Springville, Utah. So you pick the custom options you want on those doors. Uh, we will build it and and then ship that door right right to uh, your curb usually. Um, and yeah, so it's it's been a, a great thing. I've been there for going on two years now. Um, and, and in the time that I've been there, I've been able to, to see some, some really awesome growth. Um, and, and, you know, like you mentioned, particularly some of that um, big indicators that we were, were heading in the right direction was the, the Cyber Monday sale this year, um, where we just saw kind of broke pretty much any record that we've ever had at the company, especially in my time. So breaking records is always nice. Um, how, how big is the marketing team? Yeah, so I actually use a lot of uh, agencies where I oversee the strategy, um, but I, I have a, a team of about three or four people. I, I have a couple of other people that, that come in and go, but uh, about three or four people um, that are in-house, and I mostly have them focused on social. Um, so for paid and SEO, I use a, a small boutique agency, um, but work really, really closely with them, uh, and, and together we've been able to, to develop some really good strategy that, that's worked really well. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay. So you, let's actually just jump in straight into like the, the Black Friday stuff. So leading, leading into it, like what was your vision? Um, and how did you start organizing your people and teams around, you know, what you felt like you could accomplish? Yeah. So, I mean, it really started much, much earlier. Um, particularly in that year is, is when I first came to Rustica, they were trying to, well, one, my first week we launched a TV special on A&E. Um, and in that time they were trying to get every single product we could possibly make or do onto the website. Um, and it, it caused a lot of, a lot of issues. Um, there were tables and desks and all of these things that we can definitely build, but it's not what we're, we're known for, not what we're best at. So, there was a refocusing of like, okay, you know what? No, we are a door company. And yes, we, you can still order a desk. You can still order mantles and things on our site, but we're going to focus on what we do best. 
Um, we can make them the fastest. We, our production lines are set up for them. Um, and we're going to really push doors uh, instead of you know these other random products. I mean, we were looking at, at having a, a bed in a box. We were looking at doing like, I mean, really they were trying to think of anything that they could sell because we have the capability to make just about anything uh, at our factory. We have injection molding, CNC, metal, laser cutters. I mean, we could make pretty much anything. Um, but when it came down to it, I said, we decided that we needed to focus on doors. And, and really it came to the focus of our company now is, you know, when you think of, of a thermostat, um, what comes to your mind? Is there a brand that comes to mind when you think of like a home Honeywell. thermostat? Yeah. And, and, or Nest, right? There's just Honeywell or Nest, right? Those are like the two, the only ones that I've ever heard anybody respond with. Um, and, but you probably couldn't name a door company. Um, and so our goal is that when you think of a door, you think of Rustica and, and that's our long-term goal, you know, where, you know, we, we want to see ourselves getting to, but in the meantime, it was, we just need to help people, uh, get there and, and only focus on doors because that's what we do best. Um, so that was, was kind of step one is, is we focused on, on doors and, and really just doing doors. How long ago uh, was that decision made? Um, that was, oh, just a couple months after I got there. So I don't know, just about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, but then really this year, um, starting the year, all of my marketing plans were geared towards that, keeping that in mind. So, um, just we're focused on doors. Yeah. And, and it's not just barn doors, it's front entry doors, it's interior doors, it's pocket doors, but doors specifically, cause that, that's what we wanted to do. Um, the next step from there was our pricing strategy. So we, we actually were priced way too low. Uh, our product is a premium product. It's made, it, it's custom made to, to you to order. Uh, and so we have, um, I had the theory that we had a pretty large price elasticity, um, and, and wanted to test that. So, so we increased prices and, and, uh, basically this actually helped us in, in a number of ways. So um, increasing prices obviously gives us more margin, um, but it actually increased sales. Um, so we saw not just our revenue increase, but our total sales increase. So a, a great example is our lead times for um, front entry doors were at one point uh, eight to 12 weeks. Um, but we had so many orders, um, it was really more like close to 18 weeks. Uh, so we raised prices and then orders increased. Um, so I said, okay, well, obviously like we're priced way too low. So we've raised prices three or four times, um, since then and have found kind of that spot to where if we go up, then we start to see things decline a little bit. Um, but we're sitting in the spot that, that does that. And, and one thing I learned moving into this position, cause I came from an agency and, and moved in house here, um, is, is there's, there's a couple sides to a business, especially manufacturing one, uh, and that we have to. Uh, production has restrictions and production it can cause problems. So we had so many doors ordered that people were canceling orders because it was going to be uh, four or five months before they got their door instead of just two. It's not like software where you can just spin up a new server and then you're like, good to go. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we literally, like we have to hire people. We have to um, get new machines or, you know, whatever it is. It's not just this quick little thing. So it's been this balancing act of figuring that out and, so we find that that price point that allows us to be super efficient uh, on the production side, where we can, you know, we ship out between 
you know, 45 to 60 doors a day. Um, and, and we, you know, we get those out as quick as we can, but um, then that price point I, I realized was, was really, really important to this. Um, and not only that, our margins were just too small. So we were doing sales, but we weren't able to grow the business and, and invest more back into the business because our margins were a little bit too small. Um, so yeah, pricing strategy was, was the second one. Uh, and then from there, I developed a social media strategy and an advertising strategy around doors and focusing primarily on doors uh, and really focused on working with um, collaborators. Uh, and a big thing for me is I will not pay an influencer. Um, our product is on average like two to $3,000. So, uh, and it's made for them specifically um, per their request. What, you know, they get to pick their options. So I will give that product to a, them in exchange for photos and posts and things like that. Um, but really focused on, on again, doors. Um, was really pushing that instead of some of the other products that had been used in the past. Um, and we saw a huge, huge impact from that, the, the collaborations that, that we worked with. I, I did some, some numbers and, and um, we started tracking in about July of this year. And from July until the end of this year, we were looking at um, over uh, 6 million, a reach of about 6 million with different posts. So posts that we were tagged and all had about equaling about 6 million um, impressions, which doing the math and how much that would cost me on Facebook advertising or Instagram advertising, that was a huge win for me. Um, there yeah. it was really worked really well. So that's really fascinating because the influencer game has been around a long time. So, <clears throat> and particularly in like, um, I mean, this isn't an industry I'm very familiar with, but as like a consumer influencer marketing with like home goods, um, like retail clothing stuff, that stuff's been around a long time. So was doors just something that maybe like competitors hadn't tapped into? Like, was it like, was there like, clearly it was underpriced because obviously if you're not paying them, but they're willing to take the products, there's, there's some sort of value that you saw that competitors didn't see or. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a big thing is, is doors aren't something that a lot of people typically would get excited about. Right. Yeah. Um, like when you're, when you're, you know, building a house or, or, you know, remodeling a door is not typically the thing that you get most excited about. What our doors do is, and kind of a theme for the company is, is it, it's, basically a, a piece of living art. Um, and, and that's what our doors um, accomplish in a home is a door can actually be a centerpiece in a room. Um, and, and I think a lot of people just didn't think of doors in that way. Yeah. Um, and so we've kind of helped create that. And, and um, you know, there are definitely within the um, like interior design um, that, you know, there, there's big followings for that on, on Instagram doors are something that do get focused on a little bit there. Um, and those aren't necessarily competitors, but they are competitors in that they take a lot of attention. Right. So we've actually teamed up with some of those, um, larger ones and, and they use our doors frequently on projects. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's kind of just made this, the door is a focal point. Um, and, you know, talking with, with a couple of the, the collaborators that we've worked with, um, we did this beautiful Dutch door, which is, a, you know, the door that splits in the middle. Um, you can open the bottom or the top separately um, as a, an entry piece for them. And it was her highest engagement post ever that she'd ever had. Um, and, you know, she had something close to 200,000 followers. And so this one post was, was super successful. People loved it. Several people ordered that, that exact door um, from that post. And so 
I think it's just brought to the forefront how beautiful doors can be and that you don't have to get a standard stock door that you would pick up at Home Depot or that a builder is just going to throw in. Um, and so it's, it's kind of just brought that to the forefront for a lot of people have seen just how much of an impact a door can make in your, your house. And this is not something I'd ever thought of before I worked at a door company. So um, it's, been, uh, it, it's been interesting to me that I get excited about doors a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. How did, how did you, was that kind of like a narrative or kind of positioning that you saw beforehand? Or was it like something that kind of organically, like you realized as you're working with these influencers is like, like, like how, because I think, I think there's plenty of boring products and figuring out how to tell a story that can move them from something that you don't think about to something that you really want to think about. That's a huge leap. So how did, how did you help work with these people yeah. or with your, how did you position that? So, I, I mean, a big part of it is that's just what the company is based around. Um, so it's, it's create, inspire and serve is, is kind of the, the motto and theme of the company. And part of that is, is creating and, and having a piece of living art in your home or, or a, a functional art is really the, the best term for it. Uh, and so that's what the company has always been pushing um, is that we create these doors and they function, at, you know, it's the highest quality, um, it's solid wood, it's solid steel that, that is cut out and made right there in our, our factory. It's made, touched by hand, all the finishes, everything's done by hand, it's painted by hand. Like, I mean, it's, it's the highest quality craftsmanship that you'll find um, for, for door. And then we allow you, we call it mass customization um, where you can pick these options and we can still make it in about two weeks. Um, that's just kind of the core of the company is that these doors are a functional piece and that they, sh they can and should be a centerpiece for your home. Um, and so it was just, that's what we were pushing out there. And so people saw that and most collaborators reached out to us. I've only had to identify a couple of them and reach out to them. Most of the time they're reaching out to us saying, Hey, I found this door. Um, would you be willing to collaborate? Uh, and I think that's cause that's the, the message we've been pushing out is we create these beautiful doors. Um, and so then it's just been working with the collaborators to really showcase that. Um, and you can imagine how hard it is to get images of doors in use. Cause I have to build and then install a door just to take a picture of it. Yeah. Um, so these collaborators are really, really important uh, and are a cornerstone to, to our strategy so that we can get those images in use. And we work with great collaborators that create this awesome content. And so people see that and then they want that same sort of a feel in their home. So they reach out and ask, Hey, how do I buy this door uh, that I saw on Instagram? So, yeah, that's cool. Okay. So how did all of that prep work lead up to black Friday? Like, what? yeah, so that really built and, and we had, um, you know, we'd set some goals from when I started to in this new year that were pretty aggressive or what we thought were pretty aggressive. And, and we, we were reaching and exceeding those goals every month at this point. Um, Cause one, our PPC strategy was just doing awesome. Um, and Facebook, especially again, it's, it's that image based, pushing those ads out, showing these doors and how beautiful they are. Um, and then, yeah, everything, getting the, the pricing strategy, right. Doing the social and the advertising. And then for a specific sale, like, um, cyber week or, and black Friday and everything. Um, I like to do an incentive that, that gets people to add more to their cart. Um, so that's a big strategy piece that's worked really well is in this case, um, all orders that were over $3,000 got a free um, shoe bench 
So it's an entryway bench that that um, you got you organize your shoes, but you can also sit on it, put your shoes on. It's it's a really functional, beautiful piece, um, and it was actually a, a do-it-yourself kit. So it's something you we would send and, and you put it together yourself, but you could paint it, you could do whatever you wanted to it. Because um, what we see a lot is is customers will come and they'll buy the door and they'll get it unfinished, and then they'll try to save some money and finish it themselves. Mm-hmm. But if we add this incentive, they're like, well, I can get this if I you know, if I add these two options, it puts me over 3000, I can get this free gift. So I'm going to do that. Um, and so getting that average order value up is super important, especially for a production company uh, where, where we have labor and materials costing that go into everything. We've got to cover those costs. And so um, that can really cut into our margin when we discount products. Um, so that's a big thing. I do tiered discounts as well. This is a pretty common thing, um, but we'll do like, you know, 10%, um, site-wide and then 15% on orders over $2,500. So there's that little incentive to add more to your cart. Um, And we've priced our products um, so that we can aggressively do these sales. Um, It's worked really well for us. About 65 to 70% of our customers every month are new customers. People don't buy, you know, 20 doors in their lifetime. So it's not only that, our, our doors don't break. Um, so they're not replacing this door is, is it's a lifetime product. Uh, and so I've constantly got to keep that funnel full and I don't have to worry about as much about like overdoing sales, um, because it just gives that incentive for them because it takes 30 to 45 days on average for them to decide and actually convert, um, on our website. So it's a longer conversion process. So having been aggressive on promotions and sales has worked really well for us. Um, and, and we run two to three a month, um, which is against what I normally would do. Um, yeah. especially with a company that is so brand centrist where like you think that we're diminishing the value of the brand, right. um, but it's actually worked really, really well. And, um, in this situation, it's, it's been, it incentivizes people to get exactly what they're wanting and not having to do as much of the work themselves in that they're like, well, I can have these options. I get a little bit more money off. Um, or I get this free gift. Right now I'm running a, a free custom thread wallet on orders over 500. So it's, you know, we, we just, we do these kind of things pretty frequently. Um, and that I think was a big, big point of success for that, that Cyber Monday specifically, but the whole sale Black Friday through Cyber Monday um, in that time, which was, you know, just over a week, um, we did in, in sales about what we would do in a month on average. So it was just a huge, huge impact. Um, and again, it goes down to price and strategy. So, um, and then that free gift incentive, I think really push people over to, to adding more to their cart and, and adding some other options or adding the handles and the hardware and just, you know, some add on products that, that normally wouldn't happen. Yeah. Did you, um, <clears throat> as far as like, so I, one of the interesting things as you're talking this through is that like, I think a lot of marketers naturally try and build their foundation um, with channels, right? So the first thing when I ask them about something, they're talking about channels. It might be like social, it might be email, it could be the web. Um, It's, but yours was pricing and it was a lot heavier of like a business, more of like a, a, like a, a focus on accounting is not the right word, but you're, you're focused on like the business model and optimizing the business model. Right. Um, so 
to follow that up with, like, as you were leaning into Black Friday, how much were you talking about like different channels? Or did you essentially just up up the discounts a little bit or like play with pricing and you just did your normal cadence with channels and then it was just better? Like what yeah. for you guys, how does that work? So yeah, so we have um we're we do really, really well on Google and Facebook specifically. So we 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 are pretty aggressive on on ads there for those channels. Um, we, we spend quite a bit. Um, and, um, but again, the focus isn't on price on those things cause we're, we're a premium product. Yeah. So our focus is on quality. It's on what you're getting and, and those sort of things. So we know who our customer is. So I, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, like channel is super important and, and we've got a foundation built on that. But before you can really market on those, I think you have to understand one, who you are as a company and, and what your brand is and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, and for us, that was eventually becoming a, a, a name synonymous with with door. Um, but but right now, it was just that we do doors for any part of your home. Uh, and we wanted to tell people about that and tell them, one, it's made in the USA and it's it's custom made for you. So that's where the focus has been on on those channels. And, and you know, like I said, we spend quite a bit. We're pretty aggressive on there. Um, but, I mean, we're for the year at over a four ROAS um uh you know across all of our, our channels so it's it's been working really well um but it, it started with well who are we as a company and what 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 is our brand and what do we want people to to associate with us and, and that's really what developed that and then when you look at the the sides of a manufacturing company you it i could sell 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 and sell um but if our margins aren't big enough we're going to run ourselves into the ground because i have to get more materials i have to spend more time on labor and my costs go up. I only have, again, you know, looking at the kind of the accounting side, my fixed costs, um, there, there's obviously fixed costs or overhead, but, but I have more costs that, that change yeah. um, based on, on orders. So the more we sell, the more that that costs increase. So I, I had to make sure that we were meeting that production side in a way that allowed us to make more doors. So, um, there's been a whole side of the business that that's been awesome to see. And, and we brought somebody in specifically to help us become more efficient uh, on the production side. And so we're now producing um, more doors um, a day and a month with 90 people than we were with 125 people a year and a half ago. Um, and, and it wow. all comes down to, and it's been great working with engineering, working with um, operations and manufacturing and, and, um, because we're a pretty small company, we've worked really closely together on all of this. Uh, and that has helped me shape my marketing strategy because this month we have, we have tons of bandwidth on um, the hardware side. So I can really push hardware or this month, Hey, we're looking really good on front entry doors. We can double our production on the front entry doors. So that's where I'll push that. Uh, and it's been really cool to work on that side, which like you mentioned, you know, it's much different than SaaS and even different than, you know, a smaller consumer good that you can just, crank a bunch out you you order it in bulk and if it sits in inventory that's okay um we don't really have those options so it's it's helped shape that strategy and like we build these things to order and i'll change a little bit on what i'm pushing on the channels based on what our production capability yeah. is at the time yeah that's so cool um okay so kind of the last question as you were like leading up to it um when it comes to channels, essentially you've mentioned two, which are social with the collaborators, right? And then these 
the paid ads. So I find that a little bit interesting as far as like, it, it does seem like a, for, for a consumer product, it does seem like it's a longer sales cycle, especially since it's custom. So would you say that like, cause a lot of people, especially in my space where it's like automation, nurturing the idea of like content and nurturing folks, right? Would you say for you guys, the path would be um, awareness is built on social that drives them to the site, which then allows you to retarget through ads and then they convert. Is there anything missing within that flow? So, um, yeah, and part of that nurture is we actually have a pretty aggressive email strategy as well. Um, but we obviously don't collect those email addresses until they come to the site. I focus a lot on, on on-site conversion and, and have changed, added some tools that have doubled our email intake. Okay. Um, and so that's really helped, um, bring in some additional revenue and keep in contact there because we do have that 45 and sometimes it's, you know, up to 90 day conversion window for them because they're, they know they need a door, they're, they're planning, things change and they're really just trying to decide what style door they want. And so they, they spend a lot of time researching. Um, so in that time we'll, we'll send, you know, um, a few, uh, at least an email a day. Uh, and so that's really helped. Um, but yeah, remarketing and retargeting and, and then emails I think is, some really successful points that we've, we've really been more aggressive with this year than any time in the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That makes sense. So, um, with email, do you have like nurturing that's not just discount specific? Like how do you keep those people engaged over that 45 yeah. day window? This has been a big area of focus over the last like four or five months. Um, like we've, we've doubled our email sends. Uh, but with that, we're not just sending out, hey, this is on sale. We're doing um, customer features. So the collaborators that we work with and customers like to send us their photos when they install the door and the before and after. So we'll do features on these products. Uh, and then we, we really um, are getting better at uh, new product releases. So as we, we create our products in-house um, and we make them and then get them available on the site, we'll send out these um, emails that, that people really like to see these cool new products that we're coming up with. Um, one of those, for example, was, um, we made these small, when everybody had to start working from home, we made these small desks, um, that would just mount to your wall. Um, we actually sold more doors from those ads than we did desks, but people just right. like seeing these cool new products, yeah. but on those Facebook campaigns, they went to our site and then we sold more doors with that than we ever did. Then we sold desks in, in that campaign. Um, it just, these, these cool products get people interested in the brand and they really get excited about what we're doing because yep. we we have a full engineering team there that builds it. And then we, we make it right there in, in the factory. So people seem to like that we do, we're starting to do a lot more behind the scenes stuff, showing stuff being built and making. So we're sending all this out in email. And then when we have a sale, we obviously do that. And because we do two a month, we, we get pretty aggressive with that. Um, but we're always featuring new products. We're featuring um, if we've got a new color or a new hardware set, whatever. So that's where, um, we send more emails than just promo emails. It's in, this is what we're doing. Yep. This is what's going on. And, and people really like that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. I think, yeah, for anybody trying to build um, a campaign, whether it's Black Friday or leading up, I think you've really outlined some excellent, like a really solid blueprint of, of what, not just short-term success for the campaign, but like making it long. Yeah. And especially with the complexities in, in like a manufacturing business, which, 
um, is a whole different game than, you know, SaaS or some other mm -hmm. kinds of products. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for the time. If you want for, for those watching or listening, if you want to go actually see what he's talking about, go to Rustica and look at their site, look at, try and find the collaborators and stuff and get an idea of what Tanner's talked about. And, um, yeah, just appreciate the time, man. I'm sure we'll keep interacting on social and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Great. um, we'll chat, we'll chat sometime soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. See you. See you.